0: For speed, down production,
1: take one.
2: beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i am comrade zach mccoy
1: <laughs> and it is your boy trav
2: <laughs> and we are your oscar grouches welcome back to the oscar podcast thursday show acting direct where we take a look at the filmographies of oscar winning actors who have decided to take their turn behind the camera and what are we watching this week zach we are watching
0: good night and good luck directed by george clooney it's a film about integrity, honesty, truth in the media, the power of fear and complacency
2: that is as relevant now as ever. Very nice. This is everybody's first time watching Good Night and Good Luck.
1: Yes, this is my first time even hearing about this movie. Well, uh, you know, until we brought it up last week, but...
0: Right. I have owned a copy of this on DVD for 15 years, and this is my first time watching it.
2: Oh, um, man. And was this it is even not, open? I, I, it... It, I'd taken the plastic off, but this yeah. is not this is not but, my first time watching it. This is even my first time watching it this year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and now I want to dive into Zach's mindset of taking the plastic off of a DVD to not watch the film immediately. <laughs> like, what do you do? Just take the wrapping off and say, all right, that's done." The,
0: this was a <laughs> a period of time when I worked at a big box, unnamed big box store, and I was. Having these um receiving these movies at low, low prices and I was kinda like stockpiling them. And there'd be times I'd sit down, just take the plastic off of everything, put it on the shelf. So this was one of those movies.
1: It was one of those times. Mm-hmm. It's one of those days. Also go to go. disclaimer your boy had some popcorn earlier, and I got this kernel still stuck in my throat, and it has destroyed my voice today.
0: Oh no! You got that, got smelly, that kind of I got that smelly cat, sexy rasp. Going, I yeah. cannot.
1: <laughs> I have tried eating Oreos. Um, what else did I try eating? Drinking like a soda, some drinking eggnog. Milk. That'll get it. that'll get it out. That's no,
0: all from the other gonging. thing you have there, Zach. <laughs> what my my cranberry <laughs> juice.
1: Are you drinking cranberry juice and eggnog at the same <laughs> and, time? And the code
0: red. It's a cocktail. <laughs> what
1: is
2: going on? Oh, what Trav, a combination I, of drinks. I, I, I cannot wait for you to listen to the fucking Finding Nemo episode. <laughs>
1: if we was it goes off the rails.
2: It, it, it went crazy as fast as it could.
1: It should be when you got two shark dressed men on there, you know?
2: Oh, I wish it was us. <laughs> anyway all right <laughs> just a hint i have another notebook but i won't
0: talk about that you'll, 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 The notebooks, bro. okay
2: anyway <laughs> bro. good night and good luck good night and good luck uh we'll do an oscar breakdown, breakdown! all right good night and good luck nominated for best picture which it loses to crash
1: wow i'm shocked that this was nominated for best picture
2: hmm. uh, it was nominated for best director George Clooney a nomination against, uh, and he loses to Ang Lee for Brokeback Mount, nominated for Best Actor for David Strathairn. I see that. Who loses to Philip Seymour Hoffman for Capote, uh, nominated for Best Original Screenplay, which gives George Clooney and Grant Heslov nominations. Uh, Grant Heslov also the producer, nominated for Best Picture, uh, loses to Crash.
1: In, in what category? <sighs>
2: And best original screenplay.
1: It lost to Crash.
2: Yeah, it lost best picture to Crash. It lost best screenplay, to oh. original screenplay to Crash.
1: Good God!
2: Uh, <laughs> now George Clooney wins best supporting actor, but not for this film for Syriana.
1: Oh, I've never seen that film.
2: It's really good, really good. Um, I feel torture. Like, okay. uh, Robert Ellswit is nominated for best cinematography, and he loses to Dion Beebe for *Memoirs of a oh, Geisha*. Uh, Jim Bissell and John Jan Pascal are nominated for best art direction, and they lose to *Memoirs of a Geisha*. Mm. And I believe mm. that is our Oscar breakdown. On good night,
1: good luck. Okay. Well, there you well, go. Yeah, I want to spend like five minutes talking about some of those nominations. Yes, real quick. just go for it. Best direct, best director, a nomination for directing. I don't get it.
2: I I think this film is very well directed.
1: Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Cinematography. Cinematography maybe a
2: stretch. I went.
1: Mm. Look, I think it's a great screenplay. I've double thumbs up on that nomination definitely better screenplay than fucking crash for sure
0: the thing i'll say about the directing yeah. is it it really captures that whole newsroom thing the like the switching of the cameras and the close-ups on it just it just feels like you're watching an actual telecast
2: of a news yeah uh, so that's where i honestly go. honestly i think i i think this should have gotten an editing nomination yeah i could go with that I, one I think it's very well edited Uh, as far as cinematography. I don't think it's the weakest one in the category. I think that's Memoirs of a Geisha, and it won. Hmm. Um, Especially with Batman Begins, Brokeback Mountain, and The New World being the other three nominees. Yeah, Yeah, that's
1: wild that Batman Begins doesn't pick that one up. I can't speak on that other one that you mentioned.
2: uh, New World is not a great film, but Emmanuel Lubezki shoots the living shit out of that movie. And sometimes that happens. Filmed around our neck of the woods Mm -hmm. isn't that the one
0: where colin farrell gave that woman the clap or something yep (laughs) (laughs) yep
1: how would how would that information how do we know that he gave her the clap and she didn't give him the clap like for fact
0: (laughs) i don't know jonathan brought it up on a previous episode where because it was filmed in virginia beach some virginia beach woman was like
1: yeah i vaguely remember that conversation (laughs) now Yeah, (laughs) there's no topic off limits on here, (laughs) right? (laughs) No, I think when it comes to directing, honestly, it's just very dull. I think George Mm -hmm. Clooney is a very dull director.
2: I think this is a very
0: go on, Dick. I was I was just gonna say I don't know. I I can see what you're saying. I would say he's uh, what's the word? Not not um, not safe, but he's. Technical in a sense, there's not a lot of pizzazz. He's not, he's not flashy.
1: Yeah. I honestly I think you were right on the money, Zach would safe. It I think out of these two films we've watched, he's very safe. He takes no chances on anything. And coming off of One Night in Miami and mm-hmm. then Thirsace and seeing all the chances that Martin Scorsese takes, whoa. It went dark on your boy. Driver, <laughs> I'm trying to come back. Um, yeah, just seeing all those chances that get taken. Yeah. He's yeah, I think he plays it way safe. So like it doesn't suck, but it doesn't do anything that makes you go, that was a bold choice, you know, yeah. or, or anything yeah. like that.
2: I get that. Yeah, I, I don't think he's flashy, but I think he gives this film what it needs. Hmm. Because it's not a. You want a Bauhaus? Good night and good luck. <laughs> yeah. I'm not against that. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch Bauhaus shoot anything. <laughs>
1: Bro, I could just imagine them having that conversation in a newsroom, and the camera just swoosh.
2: <laughs> zoom <laughs> in on the cigarette. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a real staid and talky movie, and. And I, I think he gives it the the steadiness that it needs. Feels it, like a product of its time. It very much is a product of its time. Um, and I also don't think this is... 2005 not like a real great year in film, especially coming right off of 2004. Mm. And aside from Paul Haggis getting put in here for Crash, I, I don't really know who else I would... Replace Clooney with, and that's maybe just because this is my favorite film of two thousand five. This one, yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I I think it had a lot to say about the rising tide of fascism and how it was in that time, and also how it was the the feeling was in two thousand five with the um. Uh, with the second term of the Bush administration mm-hmm. and how that felt kind of dire for a lot of people. Uh, so as Zach said, it, it is very much a product of its time because it's speaking specifically to that time, but I don't think it's lost any meaning over these past what 17 years.
0: Yeah. Well, you make a great point there and I kind of misspoke cause I'm out a- meant it felt like it was a 19 a product of the 1950s but you 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 make the point the absolute truth about 2005 as well and (laughs) looking at the world we live in now and that you know people i guess you could criticize of being self-serious or whatever but he's legitimately coming off of world war ii into this whole communism thing i mean can't blame him for being a little self-serious and wanting to take things seriously at the same time, I guess you can't c- blame people for wanting escapism. um. But just that whole closing speech about, you know, the future of television and, you know, and we look at where we are now and I'm not going to sit here and be an old man yelling at the cloud either, but it just, it, 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 he was prophetic. Yeah. Especially with the sponsorship and the corporate control of the media and stuff like that. And, yeah. And, you know, we got, Good old boy wanting to run for president
2: again.
1: Yeah, that's how it goes.
2: Feels dark all around. <laughs> it does.
1: I mean, the acting is incredible. That's why I was going mm. back to the screenplay. Like, I definitely think it deserves the screenplay nomination. Yeah. I think where it just fell flat for me was the dullness of the direction. But I guess you know if you're saying that the approach was a basic 1950s kind of feel to it. I guess it accomplished that.
0: The one, um, I got a couple small criticisms and I think there's maybe a little too much reliance on some of the interview footage, maybe not too much. I mean, it's a short film and it's a very focused film on a specific period of time.
2: Yeah, they they really cut all the fat out of this film. It's really lean.
0: Yeah, and I think that's good. But I personally, and I'm sure Trav will be like, uh, (laughs) I I could have used another half hour of maybe just a little more um, backstory on some of the characters. I think we get a good look at some of the characters, but a little more development, especially on um, Ray Wise's character. I I didn't know anything about him, and I had to go read about him afterwards to kind of understand what was going on with him. Mm. Um. Oh, well, How I think there's too ones? many
1: characters. Yeah. I think that's that's the problem when it comes to diving into characters. There's just, there's so many guys in this film, um, and you can't make all of them matter. Yeah. So you really got to focus in on you know the couple pieces that they have, but there is some really really good performances in here um oh five robert downey jr in the in the
2: just the beginnings of his this, comeback. i was gonna
1: say this is still like the comeback tour you know so
2: yeah and, and like at this point robert downey jr is practically mm. uninsurable and mm-hmm. uh mm. clooney puts up a lot of money to insure him for this film mm.
1: now what is what, what does that mean it means
2: that um if if something goes wrong on set, the backers are insured for the money. Like, they're going to get paid out. If Robert
0: Downey Jr. goes on a binge and trashes the equipment. Or <laughs> and ends ends up in another,
2: another 11-year-old's bedroom. Oh, Jesus. So, you know, we, we... Clooney goes out on a limb to bring him back. And, you know, kiss Kiss Bang Bang comes out this year, too, doesn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the I think Gothica too. Game 6. Gothica was 03.
2: 03. Okay. I just wanted to bring up Gothica. (laughs) Yeah, he
1: did have a lot of movies this year. I mean, two documentaries, but yeah, three movies this year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So he's kind of like easing back into the A list. And, you know, in 2008, we get his like full return.
1: I forget that Zodiac was before Iron Man. I know. I really do. 07. Yeah, I really do forget that. yeah
2: that film is incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Damn, I think we do 2000... that at least once every five weeks. Like Zodiac, so
2: good.
1: Bro, 2008's I... a wild year. This man's got Iron Man and Tropic Thunder. And yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And they wild, come out in the same. They come out within like four months of each other, or some shit like that. Good and God. am I going crazy? He was nominated for Tropic Thunder. <laughs> he was nominated for Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, so he gets yeah best supporting. Which is which is a wild performance, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably the last time he was not Iron Man in a movie. (laughs) Fair.
1: This is true.
0: Um, yeah, Murrow. I'm kind of a I I want to learn more about Murrow because he is an alma mater of Washington State University, where my grandfather went, and I was born near the college. And you know, I'm always uh, a cougar at heart. I've got
1: and we know how you feel about them cougars. I love, I love,
0: I love, I love cougars. But yeah, they they named the um, the communication school there after him. And you know, I've mentioned in the past, like mostly on the spotlight episode, where I talked about being a, I was on the high school newspaper, college newspaper, freelance journalist for a while. So, like Paul, I just love journalists doing journalist shit it's the best and um mm. i've got a couple of books on murrow that i've skimmed but i need to take a look at more because you know i've heard some of his world war ii coverage and stuff and i i know, you know he was a beacon of integrity and that was like his thing and you know i'll, I'll give you one good point about why there is some good direction from clooney here the very pointed use of cigarettes because murrow dies of a you know Throat cancer. He has one of his lungs removed. Only like seven years after the end of what's happening in the movie. Mm-hmm. So every time they you know they light up a cigarette. Here's a question, Paul. I don't know anything about the use of cigarettes on uh, sets. What are
2: the, what are they actually smoking? Uh, a lot of times they're like herbal cigarettes. <coughs> so they're they're smoking something, but it it's
1: uh-huh.
2: not carcinogenic or that spice. Yeah,
1: yeah. cloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: something some like cloves. That's disgusting. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I used yeah. to smoke cloves in high school. I
1: yeah. I've tried it a couple of times and <laughs> was not a fan. Oh, she smoked beaties? Beaties? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> these
0: kid
1: these youngsters listen and don't know what we talk about
0: right now. I you know, I um I never really smoked except I did have a clove a few times in high school myself. You know, you used to get the old Jones soda bottle and blow that smoke in there and pretend like you're doing something with it
1: Zach you wild dog you <laughs>
0: in the back of the beetle
1: yeah. uh, one thing I always respect about Clooney is I don't he never does anything for the money you know the yeah. fact that he only made one dollar off of this film is yeah. mm. pretty wild
2: I, I think he made three dollars off this film yeah oh, yeah geez. one, one for up? each one, what, what a yeah. wealth hoarding man.
1: So I got a lot, I, I got a lot of respect for, I think is a great actor. And I got a lot of respect for him as a human being. Cause I really do think he's a drug jug. I really do think he's a great <laughs> human being, but you know, out of these two films, it's just, not, it's not hitting for me as a director. I I don't think that's a strong suit.
0: It it's, it's, I think it's true but also possibly unfair to him, you know, us coming off of the Scorsese filmography and then Regina
2: King. It's, it's a high bar. Yeah, it's pretty high bar. It, and again, these are, these are films I've had long relationships with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I have a different end to them. And this one, especially just fucking blew me away in 2005 and watching yeah. it twice now. And in a year span just like reminds me of why i i think this film is incredible and was important and is still important. Yeah. I respect it. Um sorry, i was i've, I've been reading a the deadline article on the show that's apparently working over at AMC and Jonathan Glazer who was a writer and producer on Better Call Saul and Succession mm-hmm. is apparently going to be the showrunner. Oh shit. So that sounds dope. Yeah, that's promising.
1: Oh, something uh, I forgot to ask: was this movie profitable?
2: Uh, because it only cost like seven million dollars and it made like fifty, it was very profitable. Oh, Okay, okay. Uh, and and because profits, 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 yeah, because uh, yeah, as you said, Clooney took almost no money.
1: Well, it seems like even all the actors kind of took no money.
2: Yeah, I think I think most of them work for scale. So mm.
1: I mean, I get I get Robert Downey working for like no money, you know, because again, mm. you gotta you know pay your dues back again. So I yeah. I get that, but
0: you gotta pay your dues. But I guess also too, you, you got like pay your <laughs> rent.
1: you got Lois Griffin in here. I'm sure you know she doesn't cost much to Alex getting in here.
2: Yeah, I mean you're not and getting like getting David Strathairn, who's Pretty much a notable character actor, uh-huh. and turning uh-huh. him into a leading man mm-hmm. like that—that's that, a huge cue for you. Like having that caliber Woo-hoo! of talent, who nobody's really tapped into his potential yet. Yeah, you're probably getting him for next to nothing.
1: I'm sure Jeff Daniels doesn't cost you a lot, neither.
2: And I mean, and and Jeff Daniels is probably like one of the biggest names in the cast coming into this movie. Yeah, for sure. And like he's still probably. Like a decade off of his last huge hit, which was Dumb and Dumber. Not not saying that he hasn't done some great films in between. No, them. no, he's, absolutely right. You know he's, but he's a supporting actor. So yeah, you're you're not shoveling out millions of dollars for him. Oh snap! Squid and the Whale came out this year. He's he's oh, making a comeback, yeah. too. Yeah, Squid and the Whale rules. Ugh.
0: Love that movie. Except I get squeamish when they rub stuff on the lockers. Oh. <laughs>
1: I just like rubbing stuff.
0: Well, mm-hmm. yeah. going to rub my eggnog. Something th- comfort.
1: Are you taking a sip of it?
0: I'm going to.
1: This man just chugged the rest of his code red and in two minutes decided to, to drink the eggnog. <laughs> 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 just, just so people at home know what's going on.
0: And I'll chase And it with now we the got the cranberry juice. You just can't beat the original. So it says.
1: I can think of like five other infused cranberry juices that could definitely beat that original. I just had some cranberry straw, cran strawberry. It's pretty good. It's very good. Very delicious.
0: I'm just trying to take care of my urethra health.
1: I, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. hold on.
2: I'm reading, I'm reading the plot to the, the series right now. Okay. That's
1: that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what, what do you do with a series?
2: Okay, do you just so redo the movie? Uh, it's It will follow Cy Steingartner, a young cameraman for Murrow's See It Now, who is forced to juggle his admiration for Murrow with his own ambition. With the CBS brass pushing an anti-communist loyalty oath on Murrow and his staff, Cy has an opportunity to rise straight to the top, but only by betraying his mentor in the process. Mm. So, is Mm. this a
1: made up character?
2: uh I don't know. What was the name? Cy Cy. Steingartner. Cy.
1: I mean, it's it's such a cool name that I feel like it's real. Yeah. Because I'm hard pressed for somebody to make up names that sound that fucking cool.
0: Cy
2: Barrett. Sid Barrett? Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett. Shine Shine on 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 you, baby diamond. diamond.
1: But that's yeah, I mean yeah, I just don't think this was uh the film for me.
0: Not the film for you, that's fair. But I've got a feeling.
1: I got a feeling
0: that tonight's
2: gonna be a film for two other guys.
1: <laughs>
2: Journalists doing journalist shit. Oh, Alright, well, anybody have any other notes? All right, well, let's get into our Worsty Judgments. Trav, where's this sitting on your George Clooney rankings?
1: Well, as of right now, I do like it more than Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. It's much better written. Um... I just don't think it's that much better directed to be quite frank with you, but I ranked it a three and a half star. I think if it had another more prominent director and I'm just going to throw out Scorsese's name out there just cause he's so, so good to me, this could be a five star movie for me if we had a better director and cinematographer in my opinion for me. So yeah, three and a half star. Set at the top of the George Clooney's so far.
2: Mm. Alright. Zach, where's it sitting on your Clooney rankings? Uh same. It's the top so far. It's uh
0: I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I uh my criticisms were minor. Um much like the room in which Robert Downey Jr. uh found himself with the child. Anyway, um
1: <laughs> I gave
0: it that beloved score of mine which is four and a half stars like what the thing that kept it from a five is i do just for me i would have liked to have seen a little expansion of the focus of the film it was a little too narrow but i mean it's good at what it does but just for me that's that's where i'm at so but yes uh number one so
2: far and for you uh, also number one, so this is two episodes in a row where we're all just Agreed. in consensus, uh, except for our conclusions on the film, which I gave five stars, I think is the best film of 2005. I love everything it has to say and everything that it does, and I, I think it's incredible. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, so with that, we're going to wrap this up. Trav, let people know where they can follow you on the media social.
1: Of course, you can find me on the Instagram at ZK Audio. I'm also on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-C-K, where I'm also on Letterboxd, ranking and rating my daily movie watches. You can also listen to me every Tuesday on the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast. And, of course, I got to throw out that your boy finally saw Bros... Last night, last night, last night, yeah. and holy shit! I never knew how much I needed homosexual rom coms in my life. Right, right. <laughs> I saw the movie. Bros, it's good. Lord. So wonderful, it is hilarious. Everybody should go see this movie because it all, deserves a lot more attention than it received. All, all the Hallmark jokes are incredible. Especially since the other guy is a notorious Hallmark actor. Yeah. Who's gay in real life and always plays a straight man (laughs) in these Hallmark movies. So, yeah, just constant jokes within jokes of itself. Very, very funny. Check it out.
0: I'm going to add a quick note uh, since... I've seen this film now. I've seen all the Best Picture nominees from 2005. I wish I had my notebook in front of me that I could say <laughs> uh, what I had um, ranked for the whole year. But I would say if this won Best Picture, I would have said it would de- deserved it. Because it's definitely better than Crash. It's uh, every bit as good as Munich or Capote. Um, it's real competition. in the category for me would be Brokeback Mountain. So,
1: Is it better there. than Star Wars, though? <laughs>
0: what was this, uh... Um,
2: episode three. Episode three.
1: I think Star I like Wars movie. got the high ground on this <laughs> one, buddy. You know,
2: <laughs> I like that. I do like that movie. You, you know, mm-hmm. all Star Wars is good Star Wars. But that's right. I think this film has it beat, not even close. You know, so, oh. also, also, History of Violence came out this year, and that I, that good, should have been nominated yeah. for Best Picture. Oh, it should have been.
0: Okay. But you can find me on Critiker, Zachmaster, X A K K
2: M S T E R, TikTok, House Havoc, or Letterboxd by searching my name, Mr. Workman. All right. You can follow me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all of manner of shark related content. And you could follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter and Letterboxd, where I'm keeping a running tally of all the films that I am watching. And this week I got to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It's good. It's good movie.
1: How's that runtime, though? Low length. Bad.
2: It's it's bad runtime. Right. And it feels that's that's the number one
1: complaint I hear about this movie is there was no need for that runtime.
2: It was still somehow uh, it still didn't feel as long as the Batman, which is unnecessarily (laughs) seventy six hours long. (laughs) It was a fucking Ken Burns documentary, and it didn't need to be. God, Um, but. Uh, yeah, Black Panther is running up against it and yeah, they could have they could have really tightened it up and taken out at least two of the subplots and the movie still would have worked just fine Um, and I think everything with um, Bilbo Baggins was didn't (laughs) need to be in the movie right (laughs) (laughs) straight face
0: like Morgan Freeman, white Martin
1: (laughs) very true I,
2: I like him as an actor, and I like his character in the first Black Panther movie, and he there's literally no reason for him to be in this movie because his whole the whole point for him being in this movie is to set up the fucking um, Thunderbolt series. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. That. Yeah, that's all they've done. Marvel fatigue. Yeah. it And yeah. And honestly, the worst parts of this movie are the fact that they're using it to backdoor pilot other things. And.
1: All right, come on. Yeah, that's gonna become the problem here moving yeah. forward. It's look forward to that being every film pretty yeah, much and,
2: at this point. And if it was organic, it would be right, great. Yeah, but yeah. like literally his plot line does nothing for the rest of the movie. Like it it yeah. stands out. Every time they cut back to it, it's like All right. Yeah, yeah I love see seeing Ju- here. Yeah. I love seeing Julia Louis Dreyfus on screen as much as the next guy, but God damn it. Let's get on with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week,
0: we're going into Leatherheads, which you oh. can find and rent on Amazon, Hulu, Philo, Google, Voodoo, YouTube. Uh, if you got a Star subscription, it's on there. And I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Sling TV.
1: Nice. John koninsky was in uh, town today at oh, Yeah, yeah, down in yeah. Bob
2: Beach. I saw.
1: Yeah, that new Jack Reacher season's out, baby. or Jack About Ryan. Out.
2: Jack Ryan.
1: Jack Ryan, yeah. Jack Reacher, Jack Ryan. They're Jack all Ryan. the same. Re-
2: they're all reaching in Ryan. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all the same. They'll probably cross over at some point.
0: <laughs> Shout out to my uh, uh, shampoo and body wash everyman Jack. <laughs> I know. I use it for my beard. Okay. everyman jack is the name of it it's instructional and friendly
1: you have shampoo called everyman jack
0: <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> you find it at target
1: oh god
2: there you have it <laughs> so trav yeah thank you for producing our podcast
1: no thank you
2: <laughs> no, no thank you thank you jack <laughs> everyman <laughs> <laughs> we would also like to thank Chad Ramsey For our most excellent theme song We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue For our beautiful artwork You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram At Pod And on Facebook the The Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast please. It's a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts Stitcher or Spotify It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm
0: oh, Almighty
2: Clooney So you a picture. Excellent So four. Trap and Zach and the villain from True Lies, Grant Haslov, we would like for you all to have a damn fine day.